Bracha is Lamed Vav. We're continuing with different foods and what's the proper bracha to make on them. People plant olive trees for the olive oil, the final product. And therefore, if you were to drink olive oil as is, in a way where it doesn't harm your body, the bracha would be when it comes to flour, if you take grain, grain itself is a hadama. But once you grind it and you make flour out of it, according to Shmuel Rav Yechino, you continue to make a hadama. According to Rav Nachman, since it's not its final stage, you make a shahakal. Flour from barley is different. Since it causes harm to the body, there's worms. Yet on the other hand, it does give the body some sustenance, it's carbs. Therefore you make a shahakal on it. Salt or salt water you also make a shahakal, because there are people that sometimes taste it, and they eat it, and therefore it's a shahakal. The Gemara discusses kaira. Kaira is something that comes out of a palm tree. Some say it's some shoot that comes out. Eventually, it becomes part of the tree, becomes hard and part of the tree. The question is, right now that it's edible, what bracha do you make? Rabbi Yehuda says you make bayri ha'adama, because it's a fruit. And according to Shmuel, you make a shahakal, because eventually it hardens up. Shmuel tells his student, Rav Yehuda, Shinona, you're the sharp one. You know, I, I can prove it to you. From a turnip, turnips, even though they become hard, right now they are Adama. The Gemara says it's not a good raya, because turnips, people planted for eating it now when it's moist, and therefore it's a Adama. But nevertheless, the halacha is like Shmuel, that the halacha is, you make a shahako. The Gemara discusses at great length, slav, which are caper berries. Caper berries have four parts of them. They have the actual berry and you have the husk that is around the berry, falls off before you have a chance to take the berry. In addition to that, you have the leaf and you have dates which seem like to be small seeds that grow on the leaves. The halacha is, says the Gemara, that since you plant the caper berry for all four of these, therefore you have to make a bracha on everything. And you make a ha'at on the berry itself and on the husk that surrounds the berry. And on the leaf and on the date, you make a ha'adama. We know that our law, the first three years of a tree, are midairaisa. You can't have any benefit from it, midairaisa. In chutzlaretz, it's the rabbanan. And we have a concept that we go in chutzlaretz like the most lenient position in Eretz Yisrael. Who's the most lenient in Eretz Yisrael? That would be Rebbe Kiva. Rebbe Kiva holds by Meiser... When it comes to a caper berry, you only take miser from one out of four things. You take miser from the berry itself, and not from the husk, not from the leaf, and not from the date. Therefore, when it comes to arla and chutzlaretz, you only are chayiv on arla on the berry itself. Now, there's a shita that's even more makel than Rabbi Kiva, but we ignore that shita. That's that of Beishamai. Beishamai holds that a caper berry is a Suffolk tree and Suffolk vegetable. Therefore, there's an insert to do kleakerem with caper berries. Kleakerem means to take grapes and plant them together with other vegetables. Since Beishamai think that perhaps a caper berry is a vegetable, they say it's also. If there's a suffolk, now it's a suffolk arla. And a suffolk arla, you could go to someone who is not makbid on arla, and buy caper berries from them, as long as you don't look. Maybe he's taking from a caper berry tree that's five years old, maybe he's taking from a two-year-old. You ignore it, you just don't look. So that's even more lenient than Rebbe Kiva, and the reason why we don't go on Bishamei Shita is because when Bishamei argue with Basil, it's as if they don't exist. We ignore their Shita completely. Now, the question is, why isn't the husk of the caper berry a shimer, a protector to the berry? And if it's a shimer protector to the berry, it should be chayi barla, it should be over in Israel if you eat the husk. 
And the answer is, the Maskana Sagamara, that a protector is only considered something that actually protects the fruit. If you were to remove the protector, the peel, and the fruit remains to exist and it doesn't spoil, then it's not a protector. The caper berry, if you remove its husk, it remains a caper berry, it doesn't go to waste, and therefore the husk is not a true protector in a chayev an arla. When it comes to a pomegranate, it has a crown, and inside the crown you have something that's called a nates, according to Wamshat. It's these small flowers that grow out of it. Underneath that is a pitam. Inside, right there, is a pitam. That, the Gemara says, is considered a shimer. It's a protector to the fruit. And it's also included in the shear of Tumah. Because in order for a fruit to be Tameh, you have to have a kabeza, And if you could only have a kabeza with the pitam, it's considered Tumah. The nate, on the other hand, is not mitzarif to the fruit for Tumah. Because it's a shimer to a shimer. It's a protector to a protector. It's a second layer. Yet, when it comes to Arla, the nates is also Asr and Arla. And the reason is because it's still considered a shimer, it's a protector, even though it falls off early on in its growth. There's an Isser to cut trees in Shemitah if they have fruit on them. You have to eat fruit on Shemitah and not destroy them. What's the shear? The Gemara goes through all shear. According to Bishamai, it's once a fruit starts growing. According to Bishil, it depends what the fruit is. If it's carobs, it's when it becomes like chain, small pieces of fruit. Gefen is you grow. According to Ravasi, that's boiser. It's the same shear as pulalav and a type of bean. Olive is when, once it grows nates, flowers, and all the other trees, according to Basil, are once they start growing. What about black pepper? Peppercorns. The halacha is that you are chayiv in arla. In other words, it would seem like they are fruit. Because the Torah says, eitz machal, that if you have a tree, that its fruit has the same flavor, like a black pepper, it's chayiv in arla. And you also learn from that, that pasuk that Eretz Yisrael is not missing any fruits that even have pepper. However, if you eat them on Yom Kippur, it's According to Rav Sheshes, your chayev karis, if they are moist, and the brach on it would be a machlokes rishonim, if it's ha'etz or adama. But if it's dry, like we have today, dry black pepper, is a shahako. According to Rava, if it's moist, you're chayev karis. But if it's dry, you're not chayev karis, and you don't make a bracha at all. Ginger, which is dry, says Rava, on Yom Kippur, you potter if you eat it. However, if it's part of a particular food that comes from Kush, Rashi says it's Ethiopia, others say it's India. The point is, it's very heavy on ginger. So first of all, we're not makbit on Bishul Akum because it's mostly fresh ginger. Yet, the brachot bihadama, and the Gemara finally talks about daisa, some sort of oatmeal, if you eat it as is, just the oatmeal or the oats or one of the chamish taminim, the bracha would be mezayus. But if you add a lot of honey to it, this is machlekes. According to Rav Yehuda, the main part is the honey, and therefore you make a shahakal. And according to Rav Kahana, since it has one of the five minim, one of the five grains, the bracha is mezayus. Tyson points out that even if you have the five grains, if the five grains are in there to bind the the item, such as let's say licorice, they say that there's a lot of flour in it, just to keep it together, it acts as glue, then the bracha would be, shahakal, have a wonderful day.